to Nightmares, you guys. It is so nice to see everybody today. Um, I'm going to say a few words about how this goes. This is a show about, as you may have guessed from the title, Nightmares. Uh, we are going to talk to some of your favorite people about their worst dreams. Um, we are going to chit-chat a little bit. We're going to bring people up. We're going to talk about it. After we talk about their dream, I'm going to pull this screen down, <laughs> and I am going to show them a drawing I made of said terrible dream. Um, they can take that drawing home, they can frame it, they can ritually burn it, whatever makes them happy. I have, uh, uh, I have mine in my house, your drawings in my dream, and uh, people come to my room and they're like, why is there a picture of uh, Mike Pence? I want to call it uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of explaining to do. I'm a little surprised you didn't burn that for the good of society, it's, honestly. I'm going to draw you another drawing of gynecologist Mike Pence, which was a nightmare she really had and a nightmare I think we are all about to have. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think we should de-vision board this, make it an image reality, and then burn it. All right, our first guest is a comedian. Um, He is a cartoonist for The New Yorker. He is the host of a podcast called Is There Something in This? I probably just butchered that podcast name because I'm awesome. Um, Please welcome to the stage Jason Chatfield. Take a seat. Hi, good. How are you? I saw you on Instagram, and I didn't know that you were going to have such a fun accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't hear the accents on Instagram. I did do the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It took me a second to figure out that your accent was Australian until you said, yeah. Um, But yeah, I know I love it. Melbourne is amazing. It's like San Francisco on a whole other continent, is how I felt about it. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. San Francisco has like uh, libertarian racists, you know? Like, it's like, uh, they're like, yeah, you know, we're like just. Wait, just, isn't that just Google? It's, yeah, it's full on, full on Ayn Rand, free for all. Um, not to bring us on too much of a tangent, but uh, there's. Uh, so, Bitcoin, one of the ways that it started was um, this, this group of people called um, the Seasteaders. Um, and they uh, want to build a whole nation at sea, so there's no laws. Libertarian paradise. And uh, wait, like it, water world? Yeah, like water world, like voluntary water world. Voluntary water and, world. And um, the, the way they eventually also want to expand their um, liberty onto land. And the way that they want to uh, do that is by um, just m- moving a bunch of them to uh, like islands where there are people, well, how and then th- just like kind of getting enough of them there that they can like uh, basically control the whole system, vote wow. all the native people out, and then huh. just like rule it with yeah, liberty, I guess. And I feel like that <laughs> is a very complex form of racism. <laughs> but how are they going to fulfill their heart on for trains if they're on islands? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Uh, I, I think it's going to have something to do with technology in the future. Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm team societal collapse at this point. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jason. <laughs> that was a pretty you? good tangent. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. How I can't wait to get into your yeah. nightmare. No, yes. I, it's fine. Tell us your nightmare. And I really, you know, I was going to say I hope it's about societal collapse, but um, <laughs> it's totally cool if well, it's not. 
I must admit, because I love the idea of this. Mm-hmm. And as a comedian, when you said, tell what's your worst nightmare, I was like, all right, write something. Uh-huh. Like new. And then I realized, I've been writing down my dreams for some time. Right. And this is, I don't tell anyone this. What an embarrassing thing to do. But I write <laughs> them down as I, because you know how you don't remember a lot of them? When yeah. I do remember them, I write them down like in bed while I'm, I write them in the phone. Right. And a lot, and then I'm, when I read them back again, uh-huh. ye, like months later, I'm like, what the hell was I, which drug right. combination? <laughs> yeah. Z-Quil and something. And, uh-huh. You know. And this is what I didn't give you this one. This is a very brief one. Mm-hmm. This is from the 3rd of October, 2018. Uh-huh. I was awoken this morning by a nightmare. <laughs> I was running around a train carriage. Liberty. Getting, <laughs> <laughs> get, getting murdered by Elon Musk. <gasps> Still Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> Chasing me with a flamethrower which ended abruptly with me stabbing him in the shins with a screwdriver. Hmm. The Dream Dictionary said, because I look up the Dream Dictionary. Of course you do. I would have had that dream because maybe I'm not making the full use of my talents. Hmm. (laughs) Which part of that did the Dream Dictionary... Like, was it Elon Musk? Was it stabbing? Was it shins? Death on like, a train. It's oh, a death on a train. okay. I thought maybe there was like some symbolism to shins oh, that okay, I didn't okay. know about. Got it. It's very reductive, the dream dictionary. Yeah, yeah. it really is. You know why? Because they make that shit up. <laughs> I don't want to believe that. Yeah. I don't want to believe that. <laughs> the ones for the, the dream dictionary um, explanations for teeth are good. Oh, I always the, the, yeah. falling out. out. Yeah, yeah. I always feel pretty right on. Has yeah. anyone here not had a teeth, uh, like a dream? that all their teeth was falling out. Teeth was. Teeth were. Shut up. <laughs> the climate yeah. chair is very comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I'm having a stroke. Um, no, I'm glad we're all on the same page in terms of um, tooth dreams. Yeah, yeah, that shit's real. Probably because we maybe all have memories of losing our teeth as children and also because it's such an awful like thought. What is it meant to mean? The falling teeth? Um, falling that you're out. not like that you're lying, that you're dissimulating. Like hmm. it means a lot of things. I don't know. My dad doesn't have teeth anymore. That's a thing you guys know now. <laughs> but you still have parents. Yeah. That, yeah. What's that? You have parents. I, I do have They're parents. No yes, I do have parents. I sure yeah. do. For now. Um, all right. Let's get to your main dream. I now. have okay. parents too, which yeah. you'll come to understand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this one. I mean, so this one was from August twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. So this is relatively fresh. And August 27, 2018, that's a pretty auspicious date that you'll come to realize why. Is this Australian Independence Day? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's when we killed everyone and took the place for ourselves. No, that's January. Um, So uh, this is the first time I did a guest spot at the Comedy Cellar, which will inform what happened. I was very excited about it, but then something else happened that night which overshadowed it, which will come to... All right. So the dream begins, and again, I'm writing this as I woke up, so forgive any insanity. I'm on a riverboat in a big, wide river. Looks like the Mississippi down the Louisiana end, you know. My mom is driving the boat. And we're slowly moving downstream. Everything's beautiful everywhere. Every scene is stunning, you know, like a perfect photograph. I want to take a photo of everything. I look to my right and I see an enormous, amazing white waterfall behind a dock full of other boats. So far, so good, right? 
My feet are planted on the deck and I'm stuck in place. I can't move. I'm dumbfounded by how picturesque the whole scene is. And then a soft technicolor rainbow mist is forming below the waterfall. A lot of detail. (laughs) I didn't take any drugs. (laughs) I take out my phone to take a picture, but as I go to take it, we jerk forward... And I realized there were a family of crocodiles approaching the boat. Such that feels very Australian. Such, such yeah. an Australian cliche. Yeah. And I feel like I've just slipped really. straight into a stereotype. Uh, yeah. And I didn't even Throw mean another to. If there's a crocodile shrimp, on the Barbie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a Barbie on the boat. Paul Hogan's there. Anyway. I turn around to go up to stand with mum high up on the crow's nest. The riverboat has a crow's nest, by the way. You know, if you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have known riverboats don't have crow's nests. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So apparently there's a crow's nest. I don't fact check your dreams. I do. (laughs) So when a crocodile jumps up and snaps at us, snapping at me, it's nipping at my ankles. A few more of them jump up and keep snapping their jaws at us when we eventually pull into a safe little cove. I have no idea how we're steering in the crow's nest. We're out of the way of the crocodiles. So, so far it's gone from nightmare to dream. This is not bad. Okay. No, we're now still. This I has t- an arc. This dream really has an arc. You yeah, I don't me. have a lot of narrative yeah. dreams. This is the way. most detailed dream I've ever had in my life. Okay. This is why you're getting the nearful of it. <laughs> I turn around and see my dad sitting on the boat. Oh, symbolism. Okay, now you should know something right now. My mum and dad haven't seen each other for many years. Mm-hmm. They hate each other very much. Okay. They divorced many years ago. They are rarely on boats together. <laughs> I don't think they've ever been on a boat together. <laughs> Their marriage was a rocky boat. Uh, this is No, she hates my dad. There's no way he's in the same place as my mum. They're on the same boat. We're all on the same boat. Have you read their diaries? Oh, I wish they had. Oh, my God. My, my, can I just say, my, 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 so my dad had a stroke a few years ago. This is true. He's fine now. Here's a phone call I got from my mum at three in the morning. <laughs> Your father's had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I have La- the voicemail. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three yeah. in the morning. A voicemail. I wake up to that voicemail. I'm a little bummed out how much, by how much that makes me like your mom. Yeah. <laughs> She's a mess. Anyway, I love her, but yeah. I have no idea where Dad came from. As we watch the sunset from the cove, he explains why he gets so angry at sports. (laughs) (laughs) And explains to Mum why he is so angry at sports. And she rolls her eyes because we're finally in a nice, relaxing place in... And this is all he can talk about. (laughs) Then eventually, we turn the boat around because it's getting dark. We head back the way we came, but now it's snowing. And there's snow everywhere. Everywhere. It's freezing cold as we head back up the river. And now it's just me and mum. Dad's fucked off somewhere. I don't know where he is. We're alone. We're driving this houseboat. Now it's a houseboat. Also very Australian. With a crow's nest. Yeah. And once we get to what seems to be the end of the river, we see a horse and carriage in the snow. There's so many modes of transportation here. (laughs) Yeah. All of a sudden we're on the horse, trotting through a saloon door together, out of the snow. Now I'm inside a saloon with Dad! Damn. I don't know where Dad came from. He came back. 
I'm looking at my phone, swiping through all the photos I took of the boat trip with the waterfall and the crocodiles and the snow everywhere in the river. I seem to have taken photos of every single thing that just happened. I don't remember taking any of these photos. Then somehow I had to go back down the river the same way, in the same river boat, this time with Dad. We have to pick up some money for him. Suddenly, we're on land and we're walking into some guy's hotel room and he's on the bed duct-taping stacks of money to himself. That's a cool hobby. (laughs) Yeah. You ever had that one? I I haven't had that experience. I have never had stacks of money. I'm a fucking comedian, man. Don't rub it in. (laughs) I feel you. That's basically my ASMR. (laughs) Yeah. Just the sound of duct tape (laughs) on skin in a hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. This is where it gets a little weird. (laughs) Louis C.K. is there. Oh, no. But he's playing a customs agent. And all of a sudden, it all becomes a film set. Then I'm talking to Dad, who turns into Louis C.K. Oh my God, that is a fucking nightmare. Right? Who tells me what the American dream is all about. Showing your dick. (laughs) Hey, you want to see the American dream? All right. I'm walking around with him, listening to him talk before I try to explain how impractical Tony Soprano is. <laughs> Which is definitely... I guess that's one way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, that's only the adjective that comes yeah. to mind when I think about Tony Soprano. Yeah. Yeah, very impractical man. The 27th of August was a Sunday night. It was Monday morning. I, that night, I had done the Comedy Cellar. I was very excited. Walked around the corner. David Tell and the manager were out the front saying, hey, you'll never guess who you just missed. And that was the night Louis decided to pop ah. up after nine months or whatever. Tell him Large Marge sent you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mi- I, yeah, yeah, and I literally missed it. He was walking down the street as I arrived, as I got there. And yeah. It was a whole thing. So it was in my brain. Right. And now he's my dad. You could just <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. This no. isn't good. We look over at a guy on the bed, and he's trying to smuggle some foreign currency in a box. And I then, I think he's the guy me and my dad were meant to get money from all along on this little trip Mm -hmm. down the river. He leaves with the money. Then Louis leaves. I'm now in a small tin boat, (laughs) alone, trying to beat a crocodile to death with a baseball bat. (laughs) But it knocks me into the water. Oh, no. And I wake up. Oh, so okay, right, before yeah. the, right before the crocodile ate you. Yeah. Here's my theory about your dream. Yeah. I think this is your immigration story. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Have you ever tried to get a green card? It uh, is yeah. fraught. Yeah, there are yeah. so many modes of transportation. Yeah. It involves your parents. There's it a involves wall. a lot of money. Yeah. It involves Louis C.K., which, Creepy you know, dudes. dick things aside, I'm yeah. sure represents some level of success before, before... <laughs> And, you know, I mean, what's more American than a baseball bat? You're using a baseball bat to beat a crocodile. I mean, you may as well just throw, like, a pie at Paul Hogan. Like a meat pie? No, an apple pie. Oh, okay. Fucking Jesus. 
That's I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be of here. service. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now you're here. Well, uh, yeah. So that that's a real dream I had, and I'm sorry I had to put it on you guys now. No, I'm glad I I'm glad I know about this I'm dream. Yeah. Um, you I picture? can show you a oh. picture I drew. So of you your drew dream. this dream. I yes. did. Wow. Let's, okay. Oh, this is the first time I'm seeing like it Like I as said, well. this all right. is all going to be very physically awkward, okay, and right. we're just going to have to deal with it together. Oh my picture I drew. I'm starting to see the Louis C.K. baseball bat connection more. Yeah. 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 There's a strong phallic thread going wow. through this. Absolutely. But yeah. you know, when is there not? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give you this picture Thank again. You. Like, nice. keep wow. it. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Here you go. Thank you Yay, so much. Thank you Yay. so much, Jason. All right. You guys, our next guest is one of my favorite comedians like and people really in the world. Um, she is amazing. She is the creator of a show called Women of a Certain Age, um, which just taped their first special, and she's great. Please welcome to the stage, Carol Montgomery. Yay! <laughs> welcome, Carol. Oh, boy. How okay. are you? I'm great. Thank you. Do you ever get joke premises in a dream? Oh, yeah. Yeah? And then I, I probably what every comic does go, I, at least I do this, I go, I'll remember it. Yeah. And then I never fucking remember right. it. And it pisses me off because I'll literally go, and you're like, you'll remember the joke, and I'll go, okay, remember the punchline. Just remember the punchline. Remember the punchline. Never fucking remember yeah. any of it. See, I sleep with my phone like a security blanket. Right. And I have all these notes tapped out in like, li- you know, just like, and you know how it autocorrects into gobbledygook. You know, it's right. just nonsense. Oh, yeah. So half of it is just strings of letters. But the best thing I found that I had written down was uh, William Wegman eaten to death by hunting, by Weimaraners. He died as he lived fucking a hunting dog. <laughs> Oh my god! That's yeah. a great joke. That's a great joke. I mean, I I, I just want to keep that mental image for myself. That is also liberty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, how has your week been? It's been a little stressful. Yeah. You know, um, I try not to watch television. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Because um, uh, it was uh, I was away this weekend in Allentown. Ooh. Hey, really good thrift stores in Allentown. Seriously. Really good thrift stores. In yes. And actually, it's a very progressive town because yeah. I went there thinking, oh, shit. Yeah. And, and then it, it was actually quite, I was quite surprised at how good it was. But like I posted that picture on Instagram. So right. we, we had a fundraising. So we were in a hotel. We were in like the Ramada. And not the, was it the Ramada Inn? And so, uh, so there's a picture. They put it up in the, uh, in the um, banquet room. So there's a picture of all the rooms outdoor pool fitness center and somebody had put a, a piece of paper that said comedy <laughs> and pointed to the stairs yeah so one day you know one week I'm taping a TV special and then I'm doing fucking comedy comedy stairs comedy in stairs was very so yeah. it was a little stressed out my husband found our daughter a Lily Pulitzer shift in a thrift store in Allentown. Oh, no. I was in the thrift store. Like, yeah. They're pretty amazing. Um, Pretty amazing. I mean, definitely not a town to feel, like, awesome about everything, but definitely a good town to feel good about your bargains. Yes. Yeah. And as a Jew, I'm very (laughs) much about... A lot of dollar stores in Allentown. 
a lot of dollar stores. Yeah. I mean, a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, what about, like, so as a mom, do yes. you have a lot of dreams about your kid? Um, not really. I mean, he's a grown man now. He's 27. But, right. Uh, so he's still my baby, though. Yeah. He's still, yeah. He will always be my baby. He's like eight feet tall now, and mm-hmm. he's still my baby. But um, I, I think the only dreams I've ever had about him, you know, the worry. You know, like I don't go to, he just moved out like uh, six months ago for like the fifth time. And, um, I, you know, I've finally gotten used to not checking on him. Right. Like what I used to do when he lived in L.A. is I would go to Facebook when I'd see the little green dot on Facebook Messenger. I'd go, he's okay, he's okay. Right. He's on Facebook, yeah. he's alive. So, um, so I've gotten used to it. But yeah, no, I, I think it's just this, the, the, uh, the fear every parent has, what's going to happen to my kid? Is they going to be okay? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so, that, so that, and of course, I feel terrible for you because you have your child in this world right, right. now. So yeah. <laughs> she's not living till 12. You know, I know. 12, she's done at 12. So. I, I keep wondering if like, I, like every year that passes, I feel like there's a little bit more of a chance that she'll remember the world that was. You yes. know what I mean? No, I like, agree when with you. When the inevitable Absolutely. happens, I want her to have enough memories of having had like a house and enough food to eat, right? Like to keep her warm, like in the nuclear winter. Yes, like, I agree with you. Yeah. I totally. I, I will also keep want her, her warm to be too. like big enough to fucking run, right? You know, yeah, or like, kick somebody's ass. Yeah, I will seriously. teach her how to kick people's yeah, asses. Yeah, she's just about the right height to like bite somebody in the dick. So I think that's <laughs> that's helpful. That's that could go either way though. It could. It, re- oh, it really. Could, it yeah. really could. <laughs> Seriously, why did you say that? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and, um, yeah, well, on that note, <laughs> let's talk about your nightmare. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, you see, really okay, yeah, like I have to say, he gave such an elaborate dream. Yeah. And I don't remember my dreams at all. Mm. So Who remembers their dreams in that much detail except for Jason? Yeah. Well, yeah, so he's a little anal. And, um,. <laughs> Love you, <laughs> but so my so this is the, the the I've had it was kind of like a mishmash of my dreams. So the recurring dream I have is that it it starts off normal, whatever, just you know spending the day, in, and somehow that becomes I become either a superhero or I'm part of a group of cops, and we're first I'm chasing somebody, and then they're chasing me. And, and I, the, the chasing thing comes up in all of my dreams. And then um, I also end up, at sometimes when this happens, I end up in this old house that I, I, I like when I walk through the house, it's like I lived there before. So when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I want to go back to that house. Like it really feels like I live there. And I, 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 it, it, it's, like, it's literally like a... Like, an old Victorian house I'd never lived in. An, I lived in an apartment on Ocean Avenue in Brooklyn. Right. So, you know, so it's just, I don't know what that means at all. Is it like Ditmas Park Victorian, like a little creepy, or is it like nicer than, or is it like one of the nice Ditmas Park Victorians? Oh, that's interesting. That I, You know what? I, I think it could have been because a friend of mine lived in a house like that, in that, that type of uh, Victoria. Right. So and it was one of those, old, you know, you go up the stairs and there's all these great rooms and then you keep going and there's an attic and there's a basement and right. stuff. But, uh, but yeah. yours is a nice place? Like you're happy there? Oh, I'm totally happy there. Like I walk in there and I'm like, oh, this is so aw-. You know, and I'm just like, wow, this is great. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm in my shitty fucking apartment. <laughs> 
this is the most fascinating thing to me about this is that like you know your house is supposed to represent the house in your dream is supposed to represent like you know the many chambers of your brain that's what you know people are always having these dreams where they find like an extra room in their house right and it's some unexplored part of their personality right um but like all the houses in my dreams are absolutely terrifying really yeah wow like like sub basement after sub basement and like broken glass and like no windows and the light is very wrong like and uh, like all these like terrible things and i kind of just thought everybody was like that but apparently you like your brain (laughs) (laughs) and i'd like to know what that's like um i yeah it's weird i i mean the how when i think about the house i i i must have maybe lived there in a past life and there was something really wonderful that happened right but but uh it, it, it it's everything opposite of what you described your house as. <laughs> you know it's warm and there's right. just it just it just feels so great and it's my house and it's that's pretty awesome i mean do you ever have like and just to take a little tangent do you ever have like were like performance anxiety dreams no interesting i've been doing it for 40 years right Did, like i mean even in the beginning or just like no, I don't. I, you know, like I said, I don't remember a lot. Right. So, so I don't. I don't think I had. Um, I never had performance right. anxiety. Yeah. I, I never have cartooning dreams because holy shit, that would be. Oh, boring. that would be scary. I mean, no, it'd be so boring. Like, oh no, I spilled some ink again. Like, <laughs> um, but you know, I do. I do this. This like sort of stand up adjacent thing where like yes. I show cartoons and I tell stories. And I had a dream that I got booked at a sorority. Oh, jeez. And I went out, and I hadn't brought any of my stuff. I hadn't brought a laptop. I hadn't brought a projector. And I was like, like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to, like, say some stuff and see how this goes. Just go and be like, woo! Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly... Improv. Yeah. And for five minutes, it was going great. Like, they were drunk. They were loving it. And then all of us... And I was like, I'm the god of chaos! And then, like... All of a sudden, it turned, mm. and I like they they were like looking at me with their eyes, and their eyes, and like everything was very bad. And then I was being chased, and I had to like boogie out of there. You were being chased because being you did a bad comedy I, I, set. I did a bad comedy set, <laughs> and then I got to my car, and they had set it on fire. Wow! Yeah. Uh, Why does everyone have more vivid dreams than me? <laughs> did I not take the right drugs when I was growing up? I feel like maybe you maybe maybe uh-oh never um you just work everything out on stage or like okay yeah i could see that yeah, yeah i get my aggression out pretty much a lot on stage right so i do yeah. so i mean i yeah so that could be it uh, and it, i get all that anger out while i'm dealing with the people right that's uh that i mean i feel like that's gotta be healthier <laughs> <laughs> Than having sub-basements full of broken glass. I I also stab people if they talk. Right. So that's... I mean, as long as it's externalized. Exactly, exactly. Stabbing is such a... You should all try it. At least once. Did you know that legally everybody gets one free stabbing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to pass that around. (laughs) I had that statement notarized. (laughs) Uh, well, shit, you want to see your picture? Sure, right. I do. I want right. to see. Okay, Let's... let me move out of the way so I don't okay. get hit. Oh, I want to see what this is. Oh, it's... All right. Oh, oh, oh. oh. All right. It says... Wait, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
<laughs> says, I wait, what if this is one of those awful dreams that means I'm well adjusted? Oh my God, that's it. hysterical. <laughs> that is hysterical. That is wonderful. It. Girl, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys, we're going to take a brief intermission, relax, get a drink. We'll be back with many more bad dreams. Bad Yay. dreams. Thank you. Yes, so we're going to bring up our next guest. She is a comedian. She has a podcast called Love About Town. Um, Yay. Her name is Kenise Mobley. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> Please have a seat. How's it going? Um, I, I don't think know. it's on now. We have like we have many choices. We have of so mics. many microphones. Yeah. Oh, hello. There we the go. phallic thread runs through hell yeah. the show. Yeah. Next time, like uh, uh, like pretty much every show we've done, something fucked up has happened to Kate's mic. Um, so it's just r- a running curse yes. at this point. I think next time we're just gonna hang like a forest of mics from the nice. ceiling. Visually, and I think that looks that looks I think cool. it would look nice. Yeah. yeah. Dreamlike, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so how are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, my week has been pretty good. I do need to say, uh, I, we have other things in common, but my mother also wrote like an erotic thing, and she asked me to proofread it for her. And oh I, my God, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah, I was like, it's a weird specific yes, thing. Yes, yes. I was in grad school, and my mom was like, Case, I'm trying out a thing. I want you to, to read it and let me know what you think. And it was like, I did not know any of this about you or that you were into these things. But or want to. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. my mom and I have a very weird relationship where she tells me entirely too much about her sex life. I just I, I feel like that. this is the kind of lightning that should only strike once. Like, this oh, is yeah. It'll happen it does. again. I, I mean, oh. everybody thinks they want cool parents, but no one really wants to hear their mom say the word finger-banging. Yeah. That's <laughs> wow. Your mom didn't use, like, overly flowery language to describe finger-banging. No. She just said finger-banging. It was the banging of a finger! <laughs> yeah, my mom, t- when I, at a slumber party, when I was, like, 13, my mom told all my friends what finger-banging was. It was really Whoa. gross. Wow. She was like... Were oh. you guys Unitarians? Were we Unitarians? <laughs> no. Do Unitarians finger-bang? Is that, like, the reputation you, that Yes. Yeah, yeah, Unitarians uni- finger-bang. The Unitarian universe. Unit. They believe everyone should get finger-banged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Cool. Um, I didn't know, and now no, I'm. No, okay, my sister. So my we were Unitarian for a little while when I was a kid. I was <laughs> you not. Have, you have your bang vibe, yeah. In the context of this church, but Good. they did have like um like a sex ed um thing that you could take. And my sister church? took it, and she was like, "Yes, um, very hippie to be progressive." Okay. So my sister did this like sex ed thing through the Unitarian Church, and then she went to work at Stop and Shop, and then she got slutty. And then she had a baby when she was 17. Is the stop and shop relevant to the sluttiness? That's the thing. My okay. mother... <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just My like... mother blamed both Unitarians and stop and shop <laughs> for turning my sister into a whore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't her parenting. Oh, no. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, so, yeah. Everybody feel weird? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're on our side. Wait, can we just um, say really quick a few other super weird things that Kenise and I have in common? Yes. Okay. So both comedians that have a background in human resources, yes. which are not two things that naturally go together. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I work in human resources. Hey. Both, very shor- both very short. We can yes. talk and make direct eye contact. Every with each other, other which person, feels it's like really amazing. Right. Yeah. Yes. 
You're both really good at wearing like cute dresses. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we I have hate, similar. We, we, yeah, we have similar tastes. We've swapped clothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's it's excellent. Oh, all right. In and, my head, and let's see if our nightmares are similar. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> potentially, potentially. I would love. I I don't want you to have this nightmare because it's it's unpleasant for me. But okay. I would like to know what the similarities are. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I have it written down. If you need to read it. Okay. Okay. Here you go. I did send it to you in a very long Facebook message. Right. So I appreciate you printing this out. Of course. Okay. Uh, so the dream starts, and I'm on the back of a motorcycle. Uh, there's a man driving the motorcycle. Is that what he? He's dri- you drive he a motorcycle. Ri- you, you, yeah, sure. He, he, he's also you riding guide, it, but he's guide a motorcycle. guiding it. Yes, he is guiding the motorcycle. He's wearing a black leather jacket, of course, and like a cool helmet, and my arms are around him, and we're going through a downtown area. It's like D.C. in that there are all these um, like municipal buildings, white marble everywhere, but it's not D.C. I know specifically it's not D.C. And we're riding along, and then suddenly the sound drops out entirely. And these big, it's like rain, but it's like thicker and it has a slight pinkness to it. And it's coming down and everyone's running. Everyone's running in all directions just trying to avoid these globs because if these globs hit you, you completely disappear. So I'm running, I'm running. I've lost Motorcycle Man entirely. And I run up these, like a set of stairs into like a, I can't tell if it's a courthouse or a library, but it looks like one of those buildings. And there's a door and I go into it. A bunch of people have gone into this door to get away from these globs that are falling and making everyone disappear. So this room is dark. We're all huddled in this room, but we're kind of huddled around the outside of it. Someone's left the door open just a little bit. So there's a slash of light like cutting through the room. And... Everyone's like kind of whispering, but like just trying to be quiet, trying to stay out of trouble and communicating like what's going on. It's an emergency, apocalypse level event, shit's happening. This guy starts freaking the fuck out and he's screaming and making a lot of noise. I don't know exactly how this happens. I end up behind him and I'm not even making the conscious decision but, like, I'm watching myself put my hands on either side of his head and, like, twisting his neck until oh I hear the bones break. Like a true HR bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the situation has to get fixed, okay? Yeah. Uh, some people get fired for reasons. It happens. This man was fired from this mortal coil. It's whatever. Um, and, like, his body falls, like, into the slash of light. It's very dramatic. I recognize how dramatic this is. This was right before I went to film school, so, like, I hear it. But, like, his eyes fall right into that slash, and so they're, like, illuminated by this slash of light that's going through the center of the room. And everyone's shocked and quiet, but, like, some of the tension has been released. Like, it's, like, we, I mean, it's not great, but, like, whatever. The, the problem and, is solved. Yeah, the problem has been solved. But it doesn't matter because then, like, and I, for some reason, I can't look at the door, but I'm looking at the ground, and you can see this dramatic, like, opening of the door in light, and you see this silhouette in the doorway. The lights come on. We're in a classroom. And there's this girl, like, a little girl. Like, I don't know how, when you think little girl, maybe you're thinking five. It's, like, a 10-year-old girl. And she's dancing in the middle of it, but her face is, like, terrified. She's, like, somehow I know that she's not controlling her body, that she's being forced to, like, perform this dance in front of everyone, and it looks deeply painful that her body's being, like, jerked around. It's, like, it's beautiful ballet, but it also looks horrifying because she doesn't want to be doing this. And I hear, like, bones snapping again. 
And then I look down, and my body is, like, taking me to the center of this classroom. And then I wake up. That's my nightmare. Oh, my God. And I had this nightmare a couple times in, like, college and grad school. We don't have anything in common. That's some some really sick shit, Denise. Sorry. Okay, I can make a funnier one where I'm feeding No, I'm just, I'm joking. Crocodiles. Yeah. Crocodiles. I honestly, I feel like you, on the other hand, might have some sub-basements with broken glass. I do. Like, like you were talking yeah. about that, and I was like, oh my god, I have a whole geography that is specific to my dreams, and like, it's almost like how different superhero movies happen, but they're all like within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I have like a neighborhood in my dreams. It's in Los Angeles. It's like off <laughs> Ventura Boulevard. Don't worry about it. And... <laughs> There's, like, multiple stories to this, and, like, in different dreams take place in different rooms of this house. So, yeah, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, because this is, like, no offense, the most fucked up dream I think we've had on the show so far. Wow. It's... (laughs) Yeah! I didn't... I expected everyone's nightmares to be like that, but okay. Just not to, like, rub it in, but this is a show where we have comedians on. Okay, Okay, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. But it's also like the most cinematic, and I feel yes, like there were like beautiful. cinematic. There, there was there was Letterbox. I didn't mention right. that, but yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there are like like cinematic antecedents to some of like like the like uh, like the Pink Rain from Ghostbusters too. <laughs> um, I feel like the. Um, Oh man, what was the the was it the dancing thing? I don't know. There was something else that was like a lot classier than Ghostbusters two <laughs> that occurred to me, and now I'm forgetting what it was. But either way, a lot of like really heavy imagery <laughs> happening here. Like um, so, but you went to film school, right? Yeah. After this was like the semester before I went to film school. Right. And yeah. so, uh, do most of your dreams have this this kind of like? No, very dramatic, imagery? very visual. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's yeah, it's fucking bonkers, man. Like, did you dance? Were you a ballet dancer? I mean, I had to kid? take dance and gymnastics throughout my childhood. So, right. yes, right. Yeah. And someone was forcing me to dance. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it was my mom. She's crazy. Yeah. She's not crazy. She's I like, feel like no. making you take dance classes is still not as bad as the sex book, though. <laughs> True. Yeah. But she also uh, recently she was like, "I've never been to a sex store. I want you to take me to a sex store." Oh. She showed us like Sex in the City growing up. I saw Unfaithful with my mom. Like she just did. She have female friends. No, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah, did yeah. Wait, she's just trying to grow herself some female friends. Yeah, she yeah birthed them, and then I he, I am here. No man, no. I um I feel like you have similarities with each of us for different <laughs> yeah really dark stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I, like my dad grew himself some female friends in the form of me and my sister, which is like way worse when it's your dad. So yeah, I I learned a lot of things. That I didn't yeah. really need to know, like from a parent. Uh, and that, maybe that's why we have such fucked up house dreams. Our parents! Yeah. You guys, we yes. Yay! Now I can save money on therapy. I'll yeah. still go to therapy. I'm never going to stop going to therapy. Maybe I should start going to therapy. You should. Yeah. Is it's it great. fun? I like it. Well, yeah? Well, my therapist is like a total bro. What is it? You're just like I'm feeling really sad, and he's like, "Don't do that, dog." Right. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, yeah. you've described her before. She sounds like she fucking sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, she does suck. And then Dude, I feel so much better. Don't be her friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think I like. Are you sure he's a therapist? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I pay him, right? <laughs> Insurance. Or is he just me a guy a with a couch? He might. I mean. To be fair, a guy with a couch is pretty useful. Good qualification, yeah. like yeah. 
Well, shit. You want to see your drawing? Oh, my God, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel like I need a sound effect when I do this now. Like, I feel like I need to have a... Like, or, like glitter. Glitter needs to happen. All right. Amazing. Oh, my God. Nice. I want it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good, that's a good kinase, too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, I'm sorry, but the apocalypse is no place for dudes who can't I shut up. <laughs> Which I think we all know to be true. This, I like it. Uh, awesome. Kinese, thank you so much. Um, this is for you. Yay. Um, I... You know, I also feel like we should have had like a crown for like 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 we should start giving prizes. That's a good thing we could introduce to this show is the giving of prizes. Like, yes, like most, most cinematic, most deeply fucked. Like yeah. yeah. Um it is not too early in the show to keep giving prizes. All, All right. right. So our next guest um, is an author, is an activist. Um, she is a world-class level schwitzer. If you ever get the chance to go to the Russian baths with Jenny Boylan, uh-huh. you should do it. Woo! Jenny Boylan, come on up. Oh. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you oh, yeah. doing? I am fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you're a person. Hi. Hi. Oh, hey, sorry. Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Jenny, Kate. No, we met before the show. Well, all right. I was like yeah. in a deep conversation uh, and looking upset and uh, just turned to I just Jenny kind of and I was like, right oh, in. you know uh-huh. how sometimes men are really bad. You know? right. <laughs> I'm like, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> because really, sometimes they are the nightmare. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. No, don't start with Yeah. Me. Sometimes they walk around just being nightmare Um <laughs> So, yeah, um, I have some questions about, before we get into okay, your what dream, you got? <laughs> I have some questions about, like, uh, and this is what I ask to everybody who has kids, is if you have dreams about your kids. You know, I used to, I don't anymore, although, can I just say, today is my daughter's 25th birthday. Yay! So that was 25 years ago. Congratulations! Yeah. yeah. On your yeah. daughter's birthday. Say what? I said congratulations on yeah, the daughter's Yeah, birthday. yeah, yeah. So she, What'd so you get her? You get her a nice present? Uh, we sent flowers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's the sweetest thing. Once they're like 25. Right. You're kind of off the hook. Yeah, flowers. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Seems, that seems legit. I'm going to try that when Tug turns seven. Yeah, I got, and she was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get her an edible arrangement and just watch her cry. She was in the. She was in the city this weekend, and I got her like like designer cupcakes. But nice. but she and her friends were up. All of her like crazy friends, and then they left. But they left one cupcake. Uh-huh. So can I just say later? Uh-huh. This is kind of not the dream part. Although, um, so I've got this one cupcake, and it's like a cupcake. It's like that tall, and like that much of it is icing. And my friend Tim, our friend Tim, mm-hmm. came over that night. Cause he, and he called out of nowhere. He said, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just hanging out. I, I, I bought a steak, a big T-bone steak, too much for one woman. Mm-hmm. Almost too much for two people, as it turns out. Anyway, this is Saturday night. And the kids are gone. And suddenly, my friend Tim is there. And, we, and I'm like, well, let's have the steak. We had this big, juicy steak at step one. Step two... Split the cupcake in half, and we have two Vicodin, which we kind of chop up in little pieces on top of the fluffy cupcake. So it's 
Vicodin cupcakes, this and then like we spend listen. the rest of the this night watching like Ultraman. No, this TV. really happened. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. really. No, oh, this, this happened. This is actually the re- reality. The dream oh is God. the dream is not this interesting, actually. Look, yeah, yeah, I, no. We, we, I didn't so know we, Vicodin okay. cupcakes were an option. I didn't know it was a thing. That's the thing. It, it was there. We reached out for it. Suddenly, there it was: the Vicodin cupcakes look, and Ultraman. Look, I need you to know that I'm a little hurt that you had Vicodin cupcakes and, and you didn't call you. <laughs> yeah, you know how much I love cupcakes, I, I, and you yeah. could guess how much I love Vicodin. Right, okay. Well, yeah. it's not like the only time that'll happen. That's good to know. Yeah, bring, so, them, to, bring them to the Russian Actually, everybody, everybody who's here is invited next time yeah. to do that. But it's a lot of cupcakes. I was so sort of like soft and wiggly after we went to the Russian baths that time oh, that, I, that, that I was very easily talked into getting like a multi-pass to the Russian baths, yeah, oh which is God. a fucking scam. It is guys. a scam. It is a scam. Yeah. I like, look, if you ever want to rook me out of anything, like wait until I've come out of a sauna. But that's that we call, that's the East Village dream date. Yeah. So it's um, Belgian ales at Burke Castle. And then you, you go to the Russian baths. You go to the series of ever hotter rooms. Um, and then Indian food. Yeah, and then, and then you then, sleep like yeah. A the next the next morning you are, um, you 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 have digestive issues. Um, <laughs> you're really hungover and you're clean. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like Those, my twenties. In that order, that's really good. except for the clean part. Yeah. All right, let's talk about your dream. The dream. Okay, so this so this it's funny because this dream is it, it compared to, well compared to the one that we just heard is this really not like a nightmare nightmare uh-huh. it's a dream that's kind of like pretending to be a nightmare but it was actually really funny in some ways it's trying to be it was trying to scare me which it's just weird because a lot of my dreams I've, I've woken up from a lot of dreams like laughing mm-hmm. so I don't know if you've had that experience but it's very weird like I laughed myself awake and my wife is like what you're like, and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> my dream was so funny. I mm-hmm. laughed. She's like, what? Uh, and and that's, that makes her more scared than when I wake up screaming. She's like, I wish you woke no, up. No, laughter in the dark is dream, a fucked up thing dream to hear. Was so, it was so funny. So this one didn't, I didn't actually laugh out of this one, but, but I should have. Because anyway, so let's see. It's, it take, so there's a lot of, of moving pieces in this dream. Because it's not just a dream. It's also, it's very cinematic. And there also, there's lots of, there's a lot of sounds in this dream. Um, including a song, which if everything goes just so, I'm going to attempt to to, to play on sing, the piano. Sing to play for you, yeah, later. Right. Um, so wait, so there's this. Um, it's it's in black and white. First off, I remember that, and I'm in uh, Transylvania, um, and I'm walking down this long, this long road, and there's a castle up on the hill. Um, so um, uh, you know, and there's like lightning flashes and like mm-hmm. organ music. But I'm hearing this voice singing, um, and it's like James Taylor. So that there is a nightmare. How does that? How does that work? Well, anyway, I go up the road, and then here's the castle, and I go inside the castle, and um, it's kind of like my parents' house, like in the, on the first the first floor. But there's like the staircase, and clearly I have to go down the staircase, and I go down the staircase, and um, it, it's so there's so there's this music. So James Taylor is singing. That's one part of it. Then, then the music that I'm hearing, there's this. The song is like a Cab Calloway song from the 1930s, you know. Which, okay, what's what's that about? Um, and also, there's this. So there's breathing going on. We're going down the stairs. We're going down the stairs. And there's the song that's going on. You know, that's fun. Um, that's that's right. like the that's like the 
the, the, the big band music, and James Taylor is singing, singing the lyrics. Um, and so I go down the stairs, and there's, there's two things. And the first thing I see is uh, it's like an Egyptian tomb, and there's all these, like, um, I, I believe the word is sarcophagi. All right. Um, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. So, so there's all these, you know, Egyptian, you know, coffins and things. Um, but they're they're shaped. They're a little bit smaller than a human being, and they're like shaped like they've got fluffy, like funny, funny. Ear. I'm realizing on, there's an Egyptian version of all of the animals from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so it's like Winnie the Pooh, an owl, an, an Egyptian Eeyore, version, an Egyptian version, you know, like with a little head thing, stuff, a little, a little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, meanwhile, all the time, there's can I just say there's there's the and there's also oh my god, and then um, and James Taylor is is singing, and then the lids of the coffins all open. And the arm and they, 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 the, the the mummies all sit up, um, and they kind of come out of the tomb like all Karloffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, it is all the characters from Winnie the Pooh, and they're like they've got like gauze. And the yeah, there. this and is definitely hilarious and not terrifying at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like coming toward me, and meanwhile, and I'm like, what is that? And I turn around, and there in the corner is an iron lung. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And inside the iron lung is Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh, that's like kind of a fun Deus Ex Machina, yeah. yeah. Right. And so and so I I'm like going over to and I'm I'm like, "What?" And he explains, "Some folks lungs are on the inside. And some people's lungs are on the outside." <laughs> That's the moral That's of the dream. Very That's some, that very upsetting. That is very upsetting. It's it a creepy-ass day in the neighborhood. Yeah. A, a little song. Some people's lungs are on the inside. Some people's lungs are on the outside. If you brought a fucking puppet, like... <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Yeah. Man. Uh, iron lung, meow, meow, meow. Um, so, I, so I wake up from this dream. That's kind of it. And I wake up, and I, and I wrote this down. And not only that, but I, rem- but I remember the song, and I... I, I, I took a little like cassette recorder um, and went down to, and actually I had this dream in my parents' house. That's probably key. Right. And I go down to the piano and I recorded this melody, which I am now prepared to share with you. Fuck yeah. Do it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Do it. Yes. Can I sit here? Yeah. I, Amazing. The, 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 problem, over here. the problem with, with this song is that it's harder to play than I have the talent to play. Well, we're definitely going to judge you on your piano playing. Can I just Um, give this to you? Yeah, of course. Can you hear me? You can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. It's in C minor, which makes no sense. And there's a little riff, which I'm not going to be able to play. So this is how it's supposed to go. Remember? See, I can't even do it. Okay. I'm just going to sing it. Ready? That's our hanging down from every tree. It's a lot like Scranton, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Everybody's trying to get free.
has sung. Suddenly, Mr. Rogers in an iron lung. Okay, yeah, that's, that's where the, I thought the bridge would go. Yeah, exactly. Man, well, I mean, honestly, I think we, we should record that as a single. <laughs> it can be the first Nightmares podcast, 7-inch. Okay. It's going to be great. Right. Um, I mean, I feel almost weird showing you your art after you here, made a song. But here hey, it comes. Here it comes. Yes. Um, well, I mean, the song is definitely going to play better on the podcast That's, than the art will. That, yeah. <laughs> you make an excellent point. Maybe we should do a song show. Right. Well, but these are beautiful. Oh, Thank you. Oh, my God. That's yeah. kind of mummy it Winnie the Pooh. It's kind of cute. It's cute. It's, Time for a little something. Yeah. It's That's mummy the poo. Oh, my mommy God. Mummy the poo. Mommy, 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 old bear. Aw. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares based on oh your nightmares. You realize this. Yeah. This is going to be like a recursive. Oh See, God. I still want to yeah. hug that thing. That Does that yeah, mean yeah. I'm fucked exactly. up inside? Yeah. 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 yeah, except that little something it's time for is your soul. So, yeah. you know. Wow, that's fantastic. Man, Jenny, thank you. thank you. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Jenny, for you, man. All right, you guys. Um, I feel like sirens are appropriate right now because that was a fucking emergency. Um, our final guest for the evening um, is a comedian, an author, um, a man about town. Uh, please put your hands together for Mr. John Hodgman. Yay! Hi. Oh. Hi. How are you doing? Well, I... You know, I feel fucking betrayed, honestly. Why? Because, like, I was sitting with Jenny that whole time, and everyone who came up had such amazing dreams, and Jenny was like, I can't go up after these people. (laughs) My dream is so boring. (laughs) And I was like, oh, maybe that's true, because my my dreams are all very boring. (laughs) I mean, in real life, I have no interesting dreams whatsoever. Uh, And, the you know... I, I I agreed to do this because I, I like you guys, but the truth is, like the the dream, the recurring dr- nightmare that I have most often is that I am untangling earbuds. It's real. That's real. Yeah. Like I'm untangling earbuds, or a, like like a, an exotic one would be I'm trying to rent a car in a foreign country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally had this dream Ooh. recently uh-huh. where. <laughs> Because I'm an only child and I like to follow the rules, uh-huh. so procedures are very important to me. Clearly. And I went 
to this to this car rental agency. This one was in the United States, actually. And they're like, "Well, we have these cars," and I'm like, "Well, I'll I'll choose a I'll choose a, 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 a Ford Focus or whatever." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Great!" And then they walked me around the car so I could see if there was damage. And then I got into the car, and I turned the key, and then I woke up. <laughs> Do you ever feel like maybe yeah. you just? fell into a different part of your life you know like oh that's like, i mean yeah. that's the nightmare is that i'm just living life while i sleep <laughs> like the dream there are dreams like where i'm trying to make airplane reservations <laughs> on a on a website okay. and like i fill out all the things <laughs> and then i press continue and then all the forms go blank and yeah. i have to do it again which is honestly my worst waking nightmare. Right. Yeah. It's the worst. It's well, the in worst a way, possible. it's nice because you get to. Leave the, I mean, I'm sure you've had that happen to you because it's happened to me. Yeah, it's happened so to me. You, you get to kind of confront your fears in real. I'm just trying no, to find I'm, a positive. There's no positive. There's no. Spin on this. There's no like, positive. Yeah. I I I live I I live and endure all day in minutia, and then mm-hmm. I go to sleep and dream. And there's the, more. The same garbage. Yeah. I Sounds get mad. relaxing. I, I, yeah. It's not relaxing. Right. Okay. It's very serious here, but I'm saying, like... <laughs> I did have a dream, because you were asking, I did uh-huh. have a dream about my child recently. Yeah? Yeah. Which one? That's right, I have two. Thanks for <laughs> Our younger child, who is a, a boy child, mm-hmm. and in the dream... <laughs> in the dream, this is very sad. The, our children are now 17 and 13. They're disappearing before our eyes. I'm having a lot of dreams, a lot of house dreams, actually, mm-hmm. where where I used to dream about the house that I grew up in. Now I have dreams where I'm in, I'm in the house on the Upper West Side, the apartment where we had our kids originally. Oh, now we live in Park Slope, but now, you know, when our kids were small, we lived up on the Upper West Side in this apartment. Uh, and that that dream is a little bit about feeling nostalgic for that time sure. and worrying that I'm going back to that time. Right. Um, and that I've not made any progress in my life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's a common nightmare theme yeah, on the show, yeah, actually. That is yeah. definitely a running theme. Yeah, I told you, my dreams are boring. Thanks right. for <laughs> thanks for reminding no, me. No, 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 this one isn't boring, it's but just common. But your take is original, yeah. Yeah, common <laughs> yeah. and boring. It's an sure. original take on a timeless topic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my, my, my wife is alive. Uh-huh. But in this dream... <laughs> Congratulations. You, you said that a little too vehemently. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, I can text her right now. And maybe there's someone on the other line waiting to write right back. But in this... In, it was a horrible... This was a kind of a nightmare. This happened more recently since I wrote you my dream. Okay. But I, I dreamed that I had to tell my son, who was much younger in the dream, that his mom had died. Which is awful. That's horrible. Yeah. And but what was even worse about it was that the whole the 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 death of my wife was a scam. She was pretending. <laughs> like, That's a really harsh prank. Yeah. 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 No, it was like like we had come up with a thing where my my wife was going to pretend to be dead so we wouldn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> and then I realized I had to tell my son. And Whoa. then I was like, oh, this is real for right. him. Yeah. I couldn't even tell him the lie. Man, you so, really got to commit. That was that's, that's probably the most interesting dream. According yeah. to billionaires, there's like way easier ways to not pay taxes. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. They just kill their wives. Get over <laughs> it. Yes, true. Right. Dark. On their, on their seasteading, yes. uh, far ocean libertarian platforms. Yeah, exactly. A little callback. But before, 
Before we get into your dream, though, because one of the, another recurring thing is that people have the nightmare where you're forced back into some kind of high school situation. I have that nightmare right. all the time. Right. It always ends with me like very like getting snippy white lady with whoever is telling me I have to take some class. Like I have a fucking bachelor's degree. I cannot possibly right. have to take gym. Um, but you said something about something happening to you in real life that was high schooly. Uh, it was co- it was collegey. You okay. know, so it was like the dream of like you you wake up back in high school, or you wake back up in in college, or you're in your dream, you're in college, or you're back in high school or whatever, and they tell you, oh, you didn't do this assignment or you right. didn't do this thing. Mm-hmm. So in 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 college, I was a pretentious asshole, and I was studying Latin American literature, mm-hmm. Jorge Luis Borges specifically, mm-hmm. and I decided that I wanted to go to Buenos Aires to just drink and fuck around. Right. And the Spanish department had a travel. Uh, a travel prize that you could apply for uh, and get money to go to some part of, you know, Spanish-speaking or Portuguese-speaking South America. And so I applied for this grant, and I wrote a a letter about how I wanted to explore the the impact of Borges and contemporary art. It was all bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then I phonetically translated it into Spanish and sent it in, and I stole money from an actual Latin American studies student and I got the grant, and I went down there, and I just drank and had a good time. Uh-huh. And then I came back, and I was like, oh, that was an amazing life experience. Do they expect me to <laughs> write something up? Uh-huh. <laughs> do, I, do I have to give a presentation of mm-hmm. some kind? And, it, and I never knew for sure. And I stopped going to Spanish class because I was afraid that they were going to say, right. you have to do something. And I was afraid to ask, like, do I need to write a report on this thing that I got? Because the the worst possible scenario could happen, which is they would say, yes, you have to do it, and then I would have to write 500 words, which I do not ever want to do. I would, I would rather strangle myself uh-huh. than do that. So I compromised my own education, and I stole this money, and then I graduated, and they never asked about it. And then years later, I was working at this literary agency here in New York City, and I got a phone call at the front desk, and that's where I was working. I was the receptionist. And I pick up the phone call, and, you know, first of all, that's ridiculous. We don't do that anymore. This shows how old I am, actually picking up the phone when it rings. Stupid. And I pick up the phone, and I do the double dumb thing, which they say, oh, yeah, is this John Hodgman? Now, these days, if someone said that to me, I would, like, hang up on, is this John Hodgman? No. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't want to. But I'm like, oh, yes, it is. I'm an important person in my 20s. Yes, thank you for asking me a question. They're like, yeah, well, you may re- recall that you, five years ago, you uh, you won this Bildner Prize for for foreign travel in Latin America, and Mr. Bildner is in town. Oh my God! And he would like he would like you. Uh, he's ha- holding a big lunch at the Parker Meridian Hotel for everyone in New York who has ever won the prize in the past thirty years. Oh my God! And he would he would like to invite you to this lunch. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I enjoy a free lunch. <laughs> And then, and then the person on the other line said, but he would like some people to say what they did <laughs> on their travels. Ooh. And I'm like, oh. And, like, and he would like you to do that. And then I said, well, I saw this coming. <laughs> Does it need to be in Spanish? And the person said, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I had not spoken Spanish since I was in college. And so I went back and I had to finally 
Like it felt cleansing, right? I had to finally write a thing and report on what I had done, which uh-huh. was just fuck around and, and enjoy Buenos So Aires. a confession, basically. A confession. And then I had to translate it into Spanish again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I had to say it, and I don't remember how I said it in Spanish, but basically what I said was, um, this has been something that I thought I had to do a long time ago, <laughs> and I am doing it now. I used to have nightmares about this happening, and I'm just glad to say to Mr. Bildner that thank you for making my dreams come true. <laughs> so. Wow, that's that's astounding. It was that's really... Like- it they, truly felt weird. They played like the longest game. Yeah. Like that is like, that's a steak best eaten very cold. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> He's dead now. Right. Well, joke's on him. That's right. I survived. Right. Nightmare in Spanish is pesadilla. Oh, pesadilla. Yeah, it's like sí, a quesadilla, claro sí. but, yeah, but right. scarier. Yeah, right. less, yeah, less cheese, more screaming. That's my slogan. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about your actual nightmare. So... I, I had boring dreams, re- truly boring dreams. Uh, and this one is also boring. But it was actually the moment that I felt real terror, like deep terror, after, after a long time. Because uh, it was, it was uh, the summer of 2017, and I woke up in my bed, and it was pale dawn, and I was like, oh, well, I'm getting older, I can't sleep past you know, five o'clock anymore. I might as well grab my phone and start pouring poison into my eyes via Twitter and destroy, destroy my mental health for five hours. And I started to do that, and then I noticed that there was something, and I don't remember what, but there was something wrong in our bedroom. And as soon as I noticed there was something wrong in the bedroom, I woke up. I was not awake. I had been sleeping and dreaming that I had woken up, and now I woke up in our bedroom. And now it wasn't dawn, it was the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, that was weird. I was just dreaming that I was awake, but now I am awake. Let me get my phone and start pouring garbage into my head (laughs) via Twitter. And then I noticed something was wrong and I woke up in my bed. I I wasn't awake then, I was still dreaming, but now I was awake. And now it was full morning. And the sun was streaming in, and I was like, it's time for me to pour garbage in my head via Twitter. (laughs) And then I noticed something was wrong, and I woke up in my bed. Every time that I woke up in my bed in the morning, I noticed something was wrong. And I don't remember what it was that tipped me off that this was not real life. Uh It was like a sconce was in the wrong place or the hinges were on the wrong side of the door. Or Henry Nielsen's song was playing. (laughs) Who knows knows what it was? was? It was just a little thing that was off that I was like, oh, fuck, this again. And then I would wake up and I would wake up in my bed again. This happened, it felt like for dozens of iterations. It just happened again and again and again. And as it went on, I began to feel like I couldn't breathe because I was like, I can't get out of this loop. This is terrible. Yeah. And then it was like the five stages of grieving. Like I stopped denying (laughs) and I went eventually to acceptance and I thought, this is what my life is now. Like this this is how it's always going to be forever. Right. At one point, I woke up in my bed, and my, my wife, in this iteration, was awake. And I, 
said to her, I've been having this terrible dream that I keep waking up and thinking I'm awake, but it turns out I'm not awake. And I don't even know if I'm really awake now. And then I woke up. <laughs> I was so completely aware of the fact that this was happening and so completely unable to escape it. And there was part of me that was just like, I've had a stroke. Right. I'm sorry, Jason. Respects to your father. I apologize. <laughs> I've had a brain injury of some kind. And now I am locked inside my head. This is like in the real world, you know, I'm, I'm twitching out in my bed and my wife is calling 911. Because in my head, this is just going to happen forever and ever and ever and ever. And maybe it still is. Yes. Still be it's like an episode you, you of Black Mirror reminds the, me of. Yeah, yeah. It's a total like glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Like just over and over. And uh, also possibly a Buffy episode. Possibly what? Possibly a Buffy episode. A Buffy episode? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's like legitimately horrifying. Well, then I, you know, like, let's say hypothetically that I am now awake in the real world. Let's say that. I'd rather be asleep. Okay, uh-huh. honestly, given the way the real, world is, the real world is, this happened in the summer of 2017. It was after the, 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 the election. Thing. Right. And I was like, oh, like this was, I think, processing the weird day-to-day trauma of like, I can't believe this is happening mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Man. Uh, and also just the repetitiveness of it. Like I have had, I've had like recursive looping dreams like that. Oh. And like, I mean, I'm not trying I to flex. I told you my dreams are boring. I'm not trying to flex on yeah, you about weird that. flex. Um, but that's where I, that's how I ended up in the glass basement. Yeah. Uh, for the first time when I was a kid, I, I had this I don't dream have shit like that. I no, kept I was in a nice house. I'm sorry. And waking my house up. is beautiful. <laughs> well, maybe if I had glass a basement. wife when I was nine, I would have had, like, just woken up pleasantly I'm next sorry. to her. No. Yeah. And it's, it really is like, I think the thing that happens when you're not sure if you're awake or asleep or not is like one of the most terrifying like things that can happen to you. Sure. Like, um, I mean, like, I've definitely had, like, the sleep paralysis thing where, like, I think I'm awake, but I can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister works the night shift. She's a nurse. And her kids, she got home. She, like, you know, fell into bed. And her kids were in high school at the time. And, like, she'd been asleep for, like, five minutes. And they woke her up, like, we missed the bus. We missed the bus. We need to ride to school. And she just, like, jerked herself away. She's like, fuck, okay, fine. And, like, you know, gets in, in, the, in the car with them. And then she's so tired and fucked up she looks at them she's like am i awake am i awake yeah and like all i'm like imagine being that kid and your mom's just screaming like am i awake or asleep right now that's, like yep. yeah that's how generational trauma is inflicted upon i know <laughs> exactly I it's feel like... fun it's fun <laughs> oh we're learning but we are, our, our consciousness is so fragile yes you know what i mean like, absolutely i i i like i was a big fan of uh, uh westworld Mm-hmm. And uh, by a big fan, I mean when it came out right after the election, mm-hmm. uh, my family would all go to sleep. I would stay up and have <laughs> martinis and watch Westworld, uh-huh. and and then 
And, and then I would suddenly wake up in my bed the next morning uh-huh. and not know how I had gotten there. Right. <laughs> I, I guess like, that's, a, that's one of the best things to do in a blackout is just watch TV. I was experiencing Westworld the way it was meant to be seen. Yes. Just, right. just, like, just like Dolores, who like would die and wake up in bed the next morning and everything would be hey, reset. Hey, spoilers, you man. I haven't watched this program yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. everyone saw Westworld. Yeah, in I my dream, it. they have. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, this has been a weird night, you guys. Um, you want to? Yeah. S- do you want to see your picture? Not really, but right. sure. Let's do it. No, I mean I want to see your illustration, got- uh-huh. of course. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's do this thing. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah. All right, let's do it. That's a reference to a, a non-Westworld television show yes, yes. called Russian Doll, yes. which I've not seen. It's very oh, I good. Love it. I love I feel, it. I'm, I am hoping that the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just that you know the premise enough. As I'm looking at this now, I'm like I maybe shouldn't I shouldn't have made a like real specific joke with this because you know it's not. No, it's be great. Funny. Next year, when I really love Netflix. your pajama choice for me. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I have yeah. always thought you were a man who had good sleeping costumes. Assumed this. I don't know this about costumes. You. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John. Yeah, that's right. Costumes. I won't go to bed until I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and I was too lazy to draw that, so stripes. Stripe pajamas. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much, Thank you guys. You Thank so you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, all of you, for coming out. Uh, you guys, hang out. We're going to hang out for a little bit. Stay and drink. You know. Buy some drinks and hang out with us. Yes. Do not go home and go to sleep, because you know what will happen. Thank you. Nightmares is held monthly at the Red Room at KGB Bar in New York City. Live sound and recording by Chris Gersbeck. I'm Emily Flake. Tonight's co-host was Kate Willette. Produced and edited by Shannon Manning for Good Orbit. <laughs>